if you can use accounting, and we're talking about real-time accounting, mm-hmm. right? That's you're saying you're paying an accountant to every week or every month keep your books up to date. Mm-hmm. You can take those those metrics and compare them to what you predicted they would be mm. and can say, how good was I mm. at predicting that? Welcome to BizBuild Podcast, presented to you by the good folks here at Diamondback Tool Company. I'm the host of the show, Damani, head of sales and media for Diamondback Tool Belts. Follow me at Diamondback underscore Damani, that's D-A-M-A-N-I on Instagram. I'm here, as I will be on every episode, with Connor Crook, CEO of Diamondback Tool Belts. Follow him on Instagram at diamondback.toolbelts. The purpose of BizBuild is to provide listeners an inside track on what it takes to build a business. It is our hope that you can learn from our successes and pitfalls and siphon knowledge from our various expertise so that you can get an edge in the business of building something great. Really? (laughs) No, it doesn't. So... Uh, it's like the farmer's almanac based off of past weather patterns we can assume it's yeah. going to rain this month. Is that what we're doing? Yeah. So it's one of those things you're looking at the past and trying to, to predict the future. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the way, that's the best way that most people know how to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not a bad way. I mean, p- past performance often is indicative of future performance, but uh, not necessarily because, you know, if we look at Diamondback, you guys are having amazing growth and if you hit you know a couple years ago had looked back at the past performance you wouldn't have been able to tell that the growth you're having is coming up right and one of the hardest things for us is when we look at past performance and we say okay we sold x number of wrangle pouches next last month this is how many we need to make for next month but there's a fudge factor yeah that we use we have to again look at the past and say well over the last year we grew by 75 percent, so let's boost that number by yeah, it's not a simple one to one. We're still using past performance, but a number of past performance uh, metrics to to combine them together. Right, mm-hmm. right. So, uh, gosh, this is this is there's so many thoughts swirling in my head because this is I think I I think the most important aspect of accounting and business. So, there's this whole concept um, not not created by but really um, put into words well uh, by a guy named Jack Stack. Um, great he, name. Yeah, it is a great mm-hmm. name. Um, and he wrote uh, the book called The Great Game of Business. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a very well-polished package of um, a basic principle, which is how good are you at predicting your business's performance? Mm. And that is the real value mm-hmm. of – so, you know, the best people in business are the people that can say, the market's going to do this, mm-hmm. and they're right. Right, right. Mm-hmm. and the, the people that can do that well are very few and far between. Mm-hmm. And you might, you know, you might get it for a couple months and not for the others, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. But if you can, if if you can use accounting, and we're talking about real time accounting, mm-hmm. right? That's you're saying you're paying an accountant to every week or every month keep mm-hmm. your books up to date. Mm-hmm. You can take those um, those metrics and compare them to what you predicted they would be, mm-hmm. and can say how good was I. Mm. at predicting that. Yeah. And then the real skill is if you're mm-hmm. doing that, over time you get better at predicting. Mm-hmm. And that's when you turn into um, an entrepreneurial. You're, you're Warren Buffett over time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And that's and that's where, again, you've gone from, I use the phrase a lot, working 
in your business to working on, on your, your business. business. Yeah. Now I'm no longer thinking I've got to be the best plumber in the world. Mm-hmm. How can I increase my plumbing skills? It's how am I going to be the best plumbing contractor, the plus plumbing business person? Right. And I'm focused on developing those skills. Right. Right. Exactly. And so I will tell you, um, of all of my clients, and I'm thinking about this before I tell lies, I don't know if I have, I'd say probably 1% to 2% of my clients mm-hmm. are at the level where they their accounting system is sophisticated enough and they are investing enough in that system. Because it's expensive to have real-time books. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. basically got to pay somebody full-time to, to keep an eye on it and update it real-time. Mm-hmm. Most people have the resources to say, like, okay, I'll get last month's financials by the 15th of the next month, right? Mm-hmm. And that's doing pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you have if you have the resources to invest in an accounting person or accounting department and they're able to have an online set of books that updates in real time and mm-hmm. you make those adjustments, um, that's where you really perform. Yeah, that sounds like really uh, advantageous for a business to be able to have those. Exactly. So I, unfortunately, most people aren't mm-hmm. there. We're getting to the point where technology is letting us get there more cheaply. Mm-hmm. Um, and more easily. Um, but I, those are one of those things, it's the highest return, it's the hardest to get to. Mm-hmm. And I would say for most of your listeners, you got to walk before you run. Mm-hmm. Like strive, for, strive to get there, mm-hmm. right? Strive to, have, strive to have your books uh, to that level of um, cohesiveness and, and, and real time. But you just got to start by having, let's just get, let's start having books, mm-hmm. A, you know, get some books set up, get them right, Make sure you're compliant with, you know, the agent tax agency so that you don't go out of business, you know, um, and then start start building um, to those real time books where you where you're projecting and then seeing how you um, how accurate your estimates were. Because because I'm sure a lot of folks are out there running businesses of their knowledge of an accountant is. Yeah, every year around April 1st, I have to dig through all my drawers and <laughs> yeah. find my receipts and all this stuff yep. and send them over to my accountant in time for him to file an extension yep. so that then he'll call me back in October and say, all that junk you sent me in April, we need to talk. Yep. yep. And that's not the way to do it. No, and quite honestly, um, I'd probably say 9 out of 10 accountants couldn't do anything other than comply. Right, mm-hmm. so nine out, nine out of ten accountants don't have the ability because they are so buried under the compliance workload mm. that they cannot do the one step farther of of being proactive and saying, "Hey, let's sit down and talk about getting your books to a place where you can make some real time decisions." Mm-hmm. Right, mm-hmm. Um, and I'm saying that from from being in that position. Right, right, right. Um, you would know best. Yeah, so it, it's it's an industry, unfortunately, that the the. Again, because of the government and the compliance demand has put such a demand on, uh, on the, the the industry, and it's also one of those things like engineers where uh, the demand far exceeds the supply of, of competent, qualified people. Mm-hmm. So um, that's that's our task as accountants um, and our organizations to build um, to provide better and more qualified accountants for. Uh, Entrepreneurs. How much is it going to cost me to get a good accountant? Oh, uh, it depends on the market, mm-hmm. right? Um, I know what the market here in Charlottesville is. Um, so, I mean, we want to talk straight numbers. Well, I mean, is there, are, are there, is this, I don't even know if this is a real question, but are there areas where accountants flock to, where there's more accountants per capita, like, like oh, sure. financial centers like New York or you got you know, it. Beijing or something like that? You got like, it. I mean, uh, 
you know, so there's the big four accounting firms, mm-hmm. which I couldn't list off. Um, you know, those are the public accounting firms, and those are all in the big cities. Mm-hmm. Um, and ain't none of us going to be doing business with them. Right, right. You know, um, mm-hmm. the, most of the big four are doing, you know, public companies, that, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you have your regional firms that are in your, you know, um, not necessarily financial hubs, but your your big metropolitan centers in your in your mm-hmm. state or whatever. The DCs, the Houston's, the Chicago's, or something like the that. Richmonds, right, the Richmonds, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then you have a, you know, like what we have in our community, a lot of really talented people. Um, you know, just running small shops, boutique shops. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's that's what I have. So mm-hmm. um, those guys tend to be a little bit more affordable. You get a little more, little more bang for your buck. Right. Um, well, how much should I pay versus how much? Should I not pay? Like, if I go to an accountant and they're like, I cost this much, what would be the red flag to be like, you're trying to jit me? Mm. Mm. I'm trying to think of an answer that would be true across the entire listening area, right? Well, I, th- I think, you know, the way that I look at consultants, whether or not they be accountants, uh, a marketing professional, uh, an operations professional, we've brought a lot of those into Diamondback. And sort of my view is, look, I don't care how much I pay you. As long as you get me a return of right. ten times that, right? It, it, if I need an operations person to help us find more manufacturing capacity, and they charge me twenty thousand dollars, if they're going to help me find better manufacturing that saves me a hundred thousand dollars, it's worth it. Right. So I think the real question when I'm looking at an accounting service for whatever size business I am is trying to hit that sliding scale of you know. My business is grossing $100,000. Obviously, I don't want to spend $50,000 on accounting. Right. There's a percentage in there somewhere of, well, if I spend $100, I'm going to get $100 worth. Right. If I spend $1,000, maybe it's going to save me $2,000 because now I'm getting a little bit better quality. Right. So what are the specific things in a small business I'd be, you know, I threw out there the, the guy who shows up on April first with all of his documents. Obviously, you don't want that. You don't want that client. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> and we don't want. And we don't want our listeners to be that client either. Right. If, if we're looking at a business that's um, a construction business, not a tremendous amount of overhead. Mm-hmm. You know, not a, uh, assets might be truck and a tool and some tools, uh, rented facility, maybe running out of the house or whatever. At that level, really, what accounting services are Absolutely critical. Yeah, great question. So we're talking, you know, a, a guy in a truck and maybe a small office. We're talking anywhere from hundred thousand dollars to three hundred thousand dollars gross on a successful business. Um, you know, at, at that level, again, we're talking about if you are just paying someone to to comply, mm-hmm. file your tax returns one time a year, and you're not doing any um, any managerial accounting or any any performance. You don't care about your books. You're just going to do what you're going to do. You know, a tax return for a business like that's anywhere from five hundred bucks to fifteen hundred bucks, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it depends. And again, it's one of the things, as you stated, you get what you pay for, right? Right. Um, and, and at that level, I'm the business owner, and I'm thinking, you're tuned in to the Biz Build Podcast. I'm Damani, and I'm Connor Crook. I could spend my time doing this tax return. It's going to take me three days or a week, whatever amount of time it's going to take me. I could be out working 
And, you know, basically I build myself out at 50 bucks an hour, 75 bucks an hour. I'm the lead guy. Is it worth my time to do this or get it done right the first time? Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. So now let's take it to the next level. I'm now a business. I've now got 10 employees. Right. I've got multiple trucks, vans, you know, I'm running a fleet and I'm doing a million dollars worth of business. Right. Now what kind of additional services are going to be really key for me to maintain that level of business. Well, right. And well, I, first of all, I say there's probably the mi mid tier in between those, right? Where you're uh, big enough that you need more than just one a touch one time a year, uh, but you're not big enough to have anyone full time in house doing the basic bookkeeping, right? Mm -hmm. So you still need to outsource all your bookkeeping and accounting stuff. Um, so let's call it between two fifty and a million dollars. You're probably uh, in gross revenues. That's where you probably are. Um, you're still paying a, you know, you're you're paying a professional to do that to do all that work for you, right? So uh, that range is probably more in the, let's say five to ten thousand dollar right. uh, expense. And, and the services that I'm getting for that, what what are the additional services besides just filing taxes? Right. So that's that gets you probably uh, a set of books, in, you know, uh, monthly reports, usually by the fifteenth mm -hmm. for the month prior. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and some light, you know, it's like, Hey, it looks like you made money this, this month. And you want to sit and talk about it for a couple minutes? Sure. Okay. And then <laughs> that sort of thing. So it doesn't get you a ton. It gets you basic information, but as Damani was saying, you're looking backwards, mm -hmm. right? It, that only gets you your backwards looking information, right. right? There's no analysis really. So it's just compliance and basically a little bit of financial, Hey, how'd we do last month? Mm -hmm. As opposed to, Hey, how'd we do last year? Right. Right. Yeah. 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 So then you get into the position of being, you know, you've got a million dollar of assets that you've got deployed. Uh, you've got 10 trucks. That's when you're thinking about, okay, some of these things we could do more efficient in-house. I have one bookkeeper that knows my business in and out. I'm going to hire that person from anywhere, depending on your market, from anywhere from 25000 to $50,000 a year. And that person does the heavy lifting, the, the bill paying, the sending out invoices, the making sure that... Um, uh, just all the day-to-day -day accounting tasks get done. Mm -hmm. And at that point, then you're then you're talking to consultants outside and, and uh, accountants and, and the good accountants outside that are able to say, all right, the heavy lifting is done. Now let's get to work. Now let's start looking at some of those balance sheet ratios. Let's start working. Let's make sure the cash flow, uh, you know, budgeting for cash flow for the year. Are we going to have, have enough to, do, to grow, keep the growth that we want, or are we going to have to go look for some cash somewhere? Um, so that's sort of like the higher level, um, uh, net, the, you know, after that mid sort of mid tier, uh, that's the higher level of accounting. And that could be, you know, you're paying someone in-house anywhere from twenty-five to $50,000 and then you're paying someone out of, out of house, maybe that much again, mm. you know. But if we're at that scale, it's going to be important for me to think, all right, do I need to buy this new piece of equipment? Mm -hmm. Am I going to be able to afford this piece of equipment? Mm -hmm. Am I going to have the cash to buy this piece of equipment, or am I going to have to borrow money to buy this equipment? Am mm -hmm. I going to go to a bank for some sort of financing, or am I going to finance it through the supplier? Right. These are the types of decisions now that I'm, I'm really going to have to start thinking about, um, and, and maybe I'm going to have to start thinking about it would be great if I could buy supplies in a larger volume. Right. Of course, then I'm going to have to have a place to put them. Hmm. Until I can use them, yeah, I'm gonna have to maybe pay for those within 30 days of the day they drop, and I might not use them for six months. Yeah, so these are the. the you sound like you've 
Speaking from experience. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's why I've hired you so you can figure this stuff out because I don't want to think about it. Oh, anymore. boy. <laughs> <laughs> We're in trouble. <laughs> but as, as the business grows, there's more and more of this uh, long-term planning. And, and, and yep. th- it seems like an, a business is going to need somebody who can figure that out. Yep. And the business owner is more worried about you know, as they said on trading places, get out there and sell, 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 sell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, the business owner should be the face of the company, the leader of the company, and the person making the decisions. They don't need to be the person. They shouldn't be the person gathering the info to make the decision. Mm-hmm. Right. That's the job of, you know, your employees and your consultants and that other sort of thing. They do the heavy lifting of saying, here is, uh, here is all the information that you need or that you're going to get. Mm-hmm. to make this decision, right? Because right? w- no decision is made with perfect information, right? right? Uh-huh. So here's the best information that you can have to make this decision. Now the rest is on you, right? And so you're trying to set yourself up by, uh, to be successful by having as much uh, up-to-date and accurate mm-hmm. information. You don't want to be making inf- uh, calls, uh, massive calls about the future of your business based on the fact that someone left a zero off of a... <laughs> you know, off of a check and it looks like your business did a lot better than it actually did. Right. Yeah. yeah. So that's where a good accountant comes in being like, these books are right. This information is correct. That's why I was telling someone the other day, you know, there's this expression of, you know, we do whatever without compromise. We, we make no compromises. There's no, no compromise situation. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The accountant gives you some information. The, Various people give you information, and your job as a manager is to say, well, we could go this way, but it's going to cost us. It's going to not just cost in terms of finances, but we're going to have to – we're going to lose something over here if we go to the left. We're going to lose something over here if we go to the right. Mm -hmm. There's always a trade-off. Yep. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, when when you're the manager, the business owner, at the end of the day, you're the guy that makes that call. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, and that's, I mean, that's, that's the nature, um, for better or for worse, that's the nature of having that position, the, the thrill and the terror. Sure, that was, you know, when I was, <laughs> when I was practicing law, it's a similar thing. You know, I, I could give my clients, here are your options. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is going to happen under A, B, C, and D with a reasonable probability. Mm-hmm. You decide. I, I can't tell you what to do. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You're either going to go to jail now or you're going to go to jail later. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, and I think, again, the best, and um, this is, I aspire to get here because um, I'm f- still fairly, relatively young and uh, at the beginning of my career, maybe middle. Um, you don't look very young. <laughs> it's, it's It's been a rough life, man. Uh, uh, you come a long way from I, singing in a 90s uh, rock uh, cover rock band, rock Shh, cover band. Don't tell people yeah, that. Yeah, man. I've seen you do everybody. Yeah. From, yeah, from, <laughs> from Vetter to Cobain, man. Yeah, those are younger yeah. days. Those are good times, though. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think the best uh, sort of accountants and advisors, right, are the people who have the experience and they have the ability to distill all of the noise and give you, the business owner, the best uh, the most relevant pieces of information, and the really courageous ones will say, "This is what I think you probably should do." Uh, the call's yours, but if I were in your shoes, and not a lot of people do that, right. mm-hmm. um, and you probably have to pay extra for that. Yeah. Um, but you know, that's why. Uh, again, we all. Uh, um, I'm still growing. Um, I got. A, I got a lot to learn, uh, I, and we all do. 
Um, but I think the best accountants probably would take that position of saying like, hey, I'm in, I'm in the trenches with you. I will help you make the calls and let's see what happens. Yeah, I think that that's definitely, you know, going back to my time as, as a lawyer and being an advisor for businesses is when you move from the straight objective, these are your apps, these are your options to give it to answering those should questions. That's when you're t- taking a little bit of ownership, right. which can be exciting. Um, you know, you're being part of something. It's also the part that keeps you up at night because yep. you think, did I, did I, did I, was that really the best advice? Yeah. I, mean, I, I can do the numbers. I can analyze the, those case, the mm-hmm. facts, whatever. But when I start giving yeah. that advice. And if this goes sideways, is am I going to get a call at two o'clock in the morning <laughs> and somebody cussing me out? You know? Yeah. 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 And a funny thing is, is most accountants are, accountants are the least uh, well, are the most risk adverse people I've, I know. Mm. Like most accounts, mm. that's why. How many engineers do you know? Uh, <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, you know, I, like I said at the top of the show, like uh, I like accounting because there are right or wrong answers, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And it's very clear. People mm-hmm. like right or wrong answers because they know if I do X, mm-hmm. Y will happen. Yes. And I don't have to ever worry about <laughs> anything right. else, right? That's right. Mm-hmm. So I, I think I split that. A, I'm not. I'm a little atypical in that, and that I was a business owner and entrepreneur first before mm-hmm. I was an accountant, right? right? So well, that gives you a, a good perspective because you kind of have an idea of the thoughts that are going on in the mind of a business person and an entrepreneur, so you can communicate these things a little bit better to them. Yeah, hopefully it gives me an edge. Yeah, yeah, right. Uh-huh. Um, in the in the market because. You know, I need all help I can get, man. Well, so, you can't have Bryce. <laughs> Everybody out there, you can't. We're giving him more work. He's busy. Right? Are, 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 are you, are you, t- are you taking busy. on clients right now? Actually, I'm not. I'm not. Yeah, like I said, yeah. you can't have Bryce. Yeah, he's ours. Can't touch this. Yeah, you can't touch it. Well, uh, let's, let's assume for a moment there are more Bryces out there. It, yeah, there are. I'm not that unique. So, if I'm a business owner, yep, and I'm that small guy. Mm-hmm. And I want to go out and find an accountant that I can grow with. Mm-hmm. How would that customer client come to you? What is the pitch that's going to make you with your crowded already? It's like I really don't want to get involved with people that are going to cost me more headaches than I'm that it's worth it. Mm. What's the client going to come to you and say, Bryce or Bizarro Bryce? I've got a business. I started this business. I, you know, I'm, I'm growing as fast as I can. I did $100,000 worth of revenue last year. What's going to be the sell for you as the accountant Yeah, where you're going to say, I think you're worth investing my time in helping you with your business? Yeah. Uh, I had, but thoughts are racing on that. Because first of all, isn't it so interesting that uh, – I'm interviewing the client, like, or the accountant is interviewing the client. Shouldn't it be the other way around? Like, mm-hmm. shouldn't the accountant be earning the business? But I think it's, I think you touched on the state of affairs. Like, it's hard to find a good accountant. Mm-hmm. But I think in any, you're right in that sense, but you're also, anytime I'm looking for a, an advisor or a consultant, I want there to be a little bit of a, of a match. You That's could fair. be, you could be the best sales and marketing person in the world but if I pick, every time I go to pick up the phone I think God, I gotta call that guy yeah <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah. I mean so that's fair that's fair and so if we, we go from that scenario I mean I work on my I, I try to work on my business as much as I can um, and I do a lot of reading and there is a lot of literature out there about being an accountant in business and things that you should do and client selection is is the is 
top of the list, right? When mm-hmm. people are building their business, one of the most important things that an accountant can do is, is pick the right clients. Mm. And uh, we've talked about that. At, sorry to break you off again. Yeah. And we've talked about that so many times on this show. No matter what business you're in, find your niche mm-hmm. and stick to it. Don't take the leap of, well, maybe I can figure out how to do this. Same thing goes with clients. I think we, I don't know if we've ever really done the show that I was thinking about problem clients. I mean, practicing law, man, I knew as soon as somebody walked in the door, I was like, I'm not working for that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Run away. Run away. The guy that comes in, I've already had five lawyers and they were all idiots. I'm like, Mm, maybe it wasn't the lawyers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. So step one, don't do that. So uh, uh, there's like the instinctual question uh, answer to that. Like, um, what kind of vibe does this person throw off? How you know? How do they present themselves? Do they seem genuine? Um, is do I get the you know spidey sense that something is off? And I'm speaking from the accountant. I'm paying too many taxes, and I really need somebody who can um, hide some of my money. Exactly. Yeah, right, right. Exactly. Like I, you know. Uh, homie don't play that game, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so other than that, I'd say, you know, I'm the first thing, if a new, new client, I'm going to say, hey, um, let me see your books. Because that the answer to that question is going to tell me a lot. They're either going to say. You mean like the books on my, you know, shelf at home? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they're either going to say what books. Uh-huh. Uh, I got a box full of papers in the car. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that tells me that tells me where they are, and then if they do have books, the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to look at I'm going to look at a pull a balance sheet and PNL. Mm-hmm. I'm g- I'm going to check are, are the profit books and loss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. profit and loss. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm going to look and say see are the books clean? Mm-hmm. And by clean, I mean um, does everything make sense? Mm-hmm. Does it look like all of the asset accounts and liability accounts are uh, are they as they should be, or are they like way out of whack? And mm-hmm. um, I should be able to tell that pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. So first step, if I want to get a good accountant, is do a little bit of homework before I show up at the office. You got it. Yeah. yeah. Don't walk in and say, please save me. Now, I, now ha- having said that, I get that a lot. Um, but um, it, clean up. And, and the dollar signs start <laughs> rolling in your head like, I'll save you. Yeah. It's going to cost you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, let's be honest. I mean, I, we've all been there. We've been all in that things like, hey, I'm I'm a business owner. I am just trying to keep the doors open and try to do the best I can. Um, I need some help. So I'm just giving you best tips. Like, you know, don't come down with pants totally down and, you mm-hmm. know, being exposed. But, um, I mean, if that's where you are, come honest, you know. Right. <laughs> just right. Be like, sorry, that's where, it's where I am. I need, need help. At least be upfront with with uh, where you are. Um, cause then, cause like I said, most accountants are overworked and if they are taking you even as a charity case, they're fitting you in with all their other sort of stuff. Yeah. And if you're going to be a project, it's going to, you better be, yeah. have a Snickers and wait a while, <laughs> you know, uh, before you get your books back. So, um, so yeah, I'm going to say it, it, the cleaner your books are and the more I can, uh, do the high level work, um, the more likely I am, um, to take you on a client. Dollars, you know, just basic dollar sense. Mm-hmm. Are you making money, right? Like, yeah. are you if, gonna have the cash to pay me? If you get my books <laughs> yeah. right, I think I'll have enough money to pay you. Yeah, yeah. And I've had, I've had even had people come to me be like, I can't pay you now, but what if I give you a percentage of the company? And I'm like, oh well, Man, th- see, that your t- company <laughs> is not making money. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
So I'm gonna the, the percentage of the back end ploy is used in every industry from the music <laughs> to the film industry. They're like, yeah, I can't pay my how actors, about, but I'll give you points on the release of the film. Yeah, how about it's going straight you, to Netflix. How about if you do a really good job for me? I've got like 20 other friends who I'll tell about you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, the Antonio Brown method. Yeah. Like, yeah, like, I'll make a I'll make an Instagram post about you. <laughs> or hey, why don't you come play my party for exposure? Exposure, exactly. <laughs> right, 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 right. Musician playing for exposure. Yeah, that'll feed my kids. <laughs> Man, this has been an awesome conversation. I mean, we could keep going here, but we kind of got to wrap it up. I think we went a little... We went long. Oops. Oh, it's going to be a long one. That's okay, though. Sorry about that. No, no. It's totally fine. I think I, there's nothing that we talked about here that was irrelevant, aside from most of the times when I deviated from the subject. Um, Bryce, thank you so much for coming in. It's been a pleasure. It's uh, fun. It's been, it's been a pleasure working with you since you've come on board. I'm looking forward to continue working with you in the future. And I know for sure that our listeners uh, gleaned a lot of really positive information from uh, you and also your interactions with Connor over there. Um, yeah, so. yeah. Um, thank you so much for listening to the Biz Build Co- Podcast. Uh, we're here to help you, give you the tools um, to build something great in your business world. Uh, my name is Damani. You can find me on Instagram. You can find Connor also on Instagram. And Bryce, do you do like any Instagram? Social media stuff, or like, are you on LinkedIn or anything like that? Or I don't know, I don't do that stuff. I uh, know, I, I never leave my office. So. Right on. Right. You I will not. Probably, I should probably fix that. You will not find Bryce anywhere. Nope. Chained to my desk. Yeah, but that's okay because he's working for us right now, making sure we keep our stuff together. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. Be good to yourself, if not, be good to somebody. Peace. You've just been listening to the Biz Build Podcast. I'm your host, Damani. Follow me on Instagram at Diamondback underscore Damani. That's D-A-M-A-N-I. Or follow Connor on Instagram at Diamondback.toolbelts. You can also find more about Diamondback by visiting our YouTube page or Facebook page. Hope you enjoyed what you heard here today. And we look forward to you joining us again on our next episodes. Take care. Don't forget to like and subscribe.